And I am going to attempt going live across the world. We're going to hit go live. I might, while you talk a little bit, I might get off my, my stuff so I can check on the phone. Because theoretically, it should pop up on my phone. Okay. So. Um. But if you want to go ahead, I I can that we can I can I can mute myself. It, do me a favor, everyone, give a thumbs up if you can hear Carl when I mute myself. Check one two testing testing Carl with a K in the house. I see one thumbs up. Good to go. Oh, we got another thumbs up. All right. So, so hey, good evening, everyone. Carl with a K here, as most everybody knows me. Um, I'm here at the request of uh, Greg. Greg and I have gotten connected through a collaborative author book called The Change that we recently got introduced to each other in. And uh, I, you know, he's introduced me to the world of Agile and Scrum and talks about we've had some conversations about how goal setting and proper goal setting and things is is really kind of key to getting these projects done and I've done a little bit of try to do a little bit of research to learn a little bit about this uh kind of new and new thing to me because uh I didn't know the words agile and scrum until we met a few weeks ago um but what I can tell you is uh the the book that I've just recently produced, which I'm going to be just offering a digital copy to everybody here that's here tonight when we're finished, is called Goal Setting Simplified, the course and workbook. And what I did after, let's just say after about 30, 35 years of being in the self-help, motivational, training, teaching, self-development, inspiration industry, um, as well as having, you know, businesses and real jobs and all those other things. But I've always been a, a student of learning and goal setting is such a, for lack of a better term, it's a very vast area and it really needs to be broken down into bite-sized pieces, which is kind of interesting because it seems from what I've read and come to understand that Agile and Scrum is right along those lines is you're is you're working on projects on short time frames where you're breaking them down into bite-sized pieces so you can get them done in a, in a step-by-step type of fashion uh so the way that the way that i've laid out the book is to literally give you just a couple of insights and ideas per day and then an exercise to write down a few goals and then we come back the next day and you learn a little bit more and you write down the same first set of goals that you wrote down the day before. And then you write down your next set of goals for the day. And then you come back and it takes about, about five days. And one of the things I've been recently working on, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just create kind of a, a 12, I don't want to say a 12 step process, but let's just call it 12 ways to help simplify goal setting. Um, and it's, it really comes from my first book when I'm trying to actually recreate it to make it just as a simple handout type of thing. And 
you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And especially in, in what you all are doing with your specific projects, um, I'm sure you're all have heard the phrase and are familiar with the concept and the idea of reverse engineering. So let's just, let's just use that phrase or that idea in a goal setting scenario. And what that means is, and again, trying to stay within your technology, your industry, et cetera. So you have a specific project, you're at a starting point and you want to get to Z ending point. And of course you say, okay, this has to happen in a week, 10 days, two weeks, whatever it happens to be. Well, then I like to, it, one way to help keep it simplified and use a little sports uh, analogy would be like a football game has four quarters. So you take this, this project, this goal, this concept or idea that you've now said, here we are at step A at this date, and here's where we want to be at step Z at this date. And then you literally break it into four quarters. You go to halftime and you say, okay, halfway between, where do we have to be in order to still be on track to hit that goal? And then you can take from the halftime and move to quarter, your first quarter, and say, Okay, so now let's just, let's just, we'll keep it simple for the numbers. We'll make it a four-week project. So week one, at the end of week one, we have to be here, first quarter. At the end of week two, we have to be here, halftime. At the end of week three, we have to be here. At the end of week four, we have to be there. So you, 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 set, you set goals within the goals to help assist you in the process. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's so many different things that goes into it. Just some of the, the bullet points or key points is, Obviously, you have to have a starting point. You have to write down the goals. Uh, there's a lot of people that you could talk to 100 people out on the street and say, hey, do you have goals? And 99 out of 100 people say, well, of course I have goals. And you'll say, fantastic. Where's your book? Break them out. Let me see what your goals are. Well, what do you mean? Your, your written goals, the, the goals that you want to achieve. Oh, I don't have them written down. I just have them up here in my head. Well, you're going to, they're always going to be in your head if, if that's the way you roll. So um, I'm a firm believer in write down the goals, determine the starting point that, okay, today without, without excuse, without cause or tomorrow or the 17th or whatever day it is, I'm going to begin this project. And then you're of course going to set a deadline as well. You have to have a starting point and a finishing point. Now, I know, I don't know for certain, but I'm assuming in the technology field and in the Agile and Scrum, you don't necessarily always have the, what would the word be? The, the, the leisure ability to, oops, gee, I didn't hit that goal, we'll just reset it. Um, something about goal setting is, and it's, it's something I also teach in the course, is that it's okay if you don't make if you don't hit the goal completely, what you're going to find out, you're going to analyze how far you got, how you got there, what your obstacles and your challenges were. And then you're going to be able to reevaluate the process that you went through. And you're going to say, okay, these are the things I learned that I need to do. And these are the things I learned that I should not be doing. And so that allows you to kind of analyze where you're at with the project or the, or the goal, the specific goal in the event that you have not achieved that particular process. And that allows you to kind of, you know, 
with lack of a better term, back up and regroup, you know, start again, reset the goal again. Now, of course, your second round should be a much shorter window because you've, you should, in, in theory, have 70, 80, 90% of that project completed. And a lot of times there's, you know, there's outside influences. I mean, the internet could go down. The, your, whatever your project you're working on, something changes. Somebody comes in and interjects a side street, a, a, a fork in the road that you have to deal with. So, it, there, you know, there's a lot in it. And one of the reasons why I, again, keep going back to the idea and the concept of simplified is because you can get, you can get lost just in the whole concept of, of proper goal setting. And you could spend more time. There's a there's a phrase in the industry called paralysis by analysis, where you're you're so busy trying to learn it and figure it out that you don't make any forward movement. So, um, and then of course there's as you're moving through your goal setting process and your project, you may find that you don't have all the answers that you need. So that means you're going to have to you know ex access or find the necessary knowledge and or find advice, a helper, a mentor, somebody that's gonna somebody that's gonna answer those questions or get those challenges that you can't see the end result out of your way, just as a result of having a conversation with somebody can sometimes completely open your eyes to a whole new path that shows you how how where you were going was going to get you there, but this way might get you there much quicker. And I think that's really key. And a lot of people, I mean, I'm I'm in the yachting industry by trade. I'm a, a full-time marine electronics technician. I am very well-versed in what I do, but I'm also very naive to a lot of the stuff that's in that's involved with the industry. Uh, the interesting thing about yacht and marine electronics is if you're not on top of the game 24-7, if you're not constantly using and programming and playing with all the buttons and everything, all the all the features that this equipment does, you can't keep up with it. So it's like I'm I'm more responsible to make all the wiring look pretty, make everything all work properly, make all the breakers and fuse blocks and everything. So when you start clicking things, click, 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 everything comes up. It's all wonderful. Then the guy that I work under, my boss, for lack of a better term, he steps in and he starts doing with the laptop and and making everything work properly. The challenge is six months down the road, I'm at the end of the next project and everything's changed again. I'm, right now, the, the, the Miami Boat Show just occurred two weeks ago. And of course, Garmin, who's one of the number one electronics companies in the world, has literally just released all new equipment, uh, and a completely new way of networking everything because you'd be you'd really be surprised how we all use internet, we all use network and Cat5 cables and routers and all this stuff. Well, they all use that on yachts as well. It's all part of the, the integral communication system of the boat. And even the guy, my my boss that I've that's 25 years in this industry, he's just completely blown away by what they've recreated everything and nobody has has any idea how to what to do with it or how to make it work so we're going through a whole nother learning curve all over again which it's interesting to 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 kind of bring my story back around before i get too far down a rabbit hole is that i actually share with my boss it's like well we need to 
we've got three weeks to finish this project and you need to know how all this stuff works. So what are you going to be doing today, tomorrow, next week, and the following week to make sure that we're in the right place that we get all this stuff done? And I, I literally gave him like a, a quick lesson in goal setting. Uh, so that's, uh, I'm not sure if I'm just rambling on, if this is uh, of interest, is helping. Um, you're can welcome you, can to- you hear me, uh, Carl? I can hear you fine, Greg. All right, cool. No, I that's spot on. Um, and in the agile and so software world, yeah, we, we reset our goals all the time. <laughs> I would I would say there's some people in here that I know that are always resetting their goals because they're revamping how they do business too. Yeah. So. And you know, again, that's it's important and it's key to understand that you don't need to beat yourself up over that. What you what you do, what you do need to do is do your best. So again, the whole concept and the idea behind setting goals and goal setting and creating strategies and vision visualizing. I mean, you've got to be able to see the end result, whether it's something you can hold in your hands or whether it's something that you're holding in your mind. Um, it's it's just important to do everything you can to get there. And then, as we said just a few minutes ago, when you don't get there, it's okay to reset the goal. It's just not okay to make it a habit. It's like, oh, well, I'll try. And if I don't get it done in 10 days, I'll just give it another 10 days because then you're not putting in the devotion and the effort that you really need to do for to to make the process work properly that sounds like a problem we have and people can thumb up with the the uh what we call sprints and scrum and agile we have these little time boxes and and that's a perfect example of uh we want to call it rollover or carryover into the next sprint i don't know if i know jerry's online i don't know if he wants to give the thumbs up on that I think he his team probably we got a couple of thumbs up here from people having to deal with that all the time. So when you do have that habit of carrying over, rolling over, how do you fix that? I mean, I mean can you give us an example of what you do when you have people you uh, mentor or coach and goal and making their goals and and achieving them? What what do you do if they keep rolling over the same goal? What do you tell them? Um, you know, a lot of times it takes, it can take a strategy session. It can take, and it doesn't have to necessarily be myself with, with the student, the customer, client, whatever you want to call it. And sometimes it can be done. And I, this is something I recommend with everybody. I just touched on a little bit ago about get the help or get the knowledge. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's, there's one of two challenges within that what you're calling a goal over or roll. I love goal over. I love that. A goal over a rollover. There's one of two challenges going. I'm sorry. You should patent that one. Yeah. Trademark goal over. Yeah. There's, there's one of two challenges there. It's either the individual or it's the, the attainable result is either too big or they're, they're not doing what they're supposed to do. Um, the mind is really interesting and I've done a lot of a good bit of research around the without getting into a science lesson the reticular cortex is a little like a little pencil sized thing in the back of your neck and it's kind of the switchboard of the brain and what happens is when when the idea is here and then the idea goes to here to the pen 
and then the idea goes down onto paper and now you have three you have three different phys physical physicalities whatever you want to call that happening at the same time and it will allow the mind to begin to believe that it can achieve so just the idea of and you know the the constant you know i write down oh i'm going to lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days and i put it on a piece of paper and i throw it over there on my on my table and 30 days from now i'm like wow i didn't even lose a pound well why not you know why not because i wrote it down and i put it over here and i never looked at it again so the the review the, the consistent review and most times you'll find when somebody is challenge and if you guys work with teams or you have groups a group conversation around this can be could be key or vital to the success of the program or the project is that if you're not consistently having it in front of you and reviewing it and fine-tuning it and figuring out the challenges and the obstacles that you have to overcome and then creating little mini sets of program projects goals within the goal to figure out how to solve this particular issue you're going to be kind of stuck on a hamster wheel yeah um, and and you'll find that people that like i said to me it's two it's two things it's either the goal's unattainable or the person's lazy not, yeah. i don't like to use that but the person's not doing they're not giving 100 percent to the their energy is not into it maybe or something like that right they're yeah they're, they're why one one coach i listened to they talks about your why why do you want to achieve that maybe their why is not strong enough to overcome um their yes. factor field I, factors and stuff like it's that. it's actually on my list of the top 12 is the why um in this kind of you know this is different than i want to own a mercedes-benz or i want right. to you know, I want to buy my dream home. The, the When you're working in, within projects, it's kind of a different thing. So, you know, do you really have, do you really have an inside burning desire to make whatever it is that the end result is a result? Or yeah. is it just a job? And that's, see, that's, that's where this is kind of, that's why I try to do a little preemptive studies and understanding of what this is all about, because, and again, Back to goal setting simplified. Setting it, you know, showing up to this, showing up to this event tonight was mm -hmm. setting a goal. Mm -hmm. Even if you just opened up your phone and you went into your calendar and said, Oh, at five o'clock I got this event, and it dinged and it reminded you to come do it. That's still a goal. Yeah. Waking up in the morning to go to work is a goal. <laughs> hey, Carl, I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot or not, but do you have a little exercise that we can do? related the goal setting if i had like a stick we all have stickies i have a little sticky pad or something like that 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 you do with people when you do your your seminars your coaching events and things like that or from your your goal setting packet that we can kind of do during this session um i i mean it's Certainly everybody could get out a paper and a pencil and think of something that they need, want, or desire. And again, whether this is something within your field or your or what you're doing uh, in your Agile and Scrum, or if it's something that you have personally or financially, um, you know, we could do a quick, like, how do you, how do you do what I was just explaining? I mean, and that is, 
you know, take out that piece of paper and write down, I want to retire my wife in two years, or I want to lose 10 pounds in the next six months, or I want to lose my wife in the next six months. Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> but you're already, you're already married did. man, and I'm just trying to add a little fun to the event. Yeah. So what is, okay, you listen, let's say I had three or four of those things as my goals. Okay. Should I work on all three or four? Besides losing the wife, I love my wife. I don't want her to go. She she's got to save me from my children. Um. Anyway, there you go. Um. um yeah. You, I. You know. This is this is actually. I'm in the process. I'm I'm currently building out the structure of goal setting mastery simplified, which is going to launch in June. Um. Which is the second going to be really taking this lighthearted, carefree. Oh yeah, show your book. Yeah, this lighthearted, carefree book that's a whopping like fifty-seven pages here, full of nice, cool pictures and color graphics and lines to fill in the blanks and everything else. Um, I'm gonna. This is gonna become three times. This, it's gonna become probably more like about the thickness of the change book before I'm finished. And I'm I'm not really gonna get into making it all flashy and colorful and everything like I did in this one. This was an idea to get people interested in. To find out whether they want to even listen to Carl with a K. Mm -hmm. um, so, so yeah, with even within the simplicity book, I talk about that. You know, I I actually take you through a process of creating ten or twelve goals for one year from now. Okay. So you work yes, on all twelve of them together, or you try to do one at a time or two, or do you create create the twelve so that you have a vision, an idea of the things you want to accomplish, then start breaking them down into bite-sized pieces and figure out priorities as far as which one carries the most weight, for lack of a better term, which is the thing that that is the most important to you, which is the one you can get done the quickest. Because there's another interesting thing that happens with the mind mm -hmm. and the competence of goal setting as you achieve goals and you reward yourself, whether that's just the proverbial pat on the back, or you take yourself out to dinner, or you're yourself and your wife, you take you do something to celebrate that goal, even if it's a small goal. The celebration makes allows the brain, which we all know that this thing's the chatter that goes on in here, always is ninety percent of the problem. Okay. Because it's your subconscious constantly telling you, you can't do that. You'll never, you, you've been told all your life, you'll never amount to nothing. So, you know, these are the things you have to overcome. And as you, as you go step by step and you start to clear the path and you finish and complete the goals, your brain and your mind, everything starts to change and, and it actually begins to become more efficient and work better because you're you're starting to believe in your own ability to do so and that's okay. you know that's one of the early ones that's one of the early steps is first is have a desire and second is believe you have to believe that you can accomplish the goal um i can ask a million questions but i want to open it up to everyone who's on the meetup you have any question about goals or 
You'd like some advice? We got Jerry's on there. Absolutely. He's got I a love question. Go for it, Jerry. Hey, thank you, Carl. Hey, you you had started this uh, talk off by saying a goal for the day, which I thought was very interesting because I don't know how, how many of us go into the day thinking, what are my goals? Like we, we I believe most people think, uh, what's my to-do list? What are my items I need to work on today? So is that like a mindset change that we should really look at this as being completing goals per day? that would actually help change our mind and, and get us more focused on that? It it can absolutely be very, very helpful in the, the concept and the idea of training the brain. Um, something something that I do my, I, I don't like to say try. I don't like the word try. I always try, I always do my best to say do my best. And what I do my best is to either whether I'm leaving as I'm leaving this room at night or on the tablet next to my bed before I lay down to go to sleep, I try to write out the things that, again, the goals for tomorrow or the to-do list, as you call it. Yeah, if you turn your to-do list into a goal list, you may find it becomes more effective for you because now it's like it's it's something that you, and again, reward yourself, even if it's I'm going to go eat a candy bar when I finish this, if that's your thing, or an apple or whatever it is. So, yeah, I try to I do my best <laughs> to write 10 things down or whatever the things that are on my mind as I'm going to bed. And for two reasons. One, now they're already set for the morning. And two, you're not laying there in bed thinking about all the different ways you have to fix them. And you can there's so many studies out there that talk about the very early part of the day. When you're coming out of at rest, especially if you do any kind of morning meditation, affirmation, breathing exercises, just just waking up. I am grateful every morning when all nine toes hit the floor. And that's a whole other story for a whole other day. I'm I'm missing. Oh, no, one. You, you might have to share your toes. No, I'm saying my share. Your so if anybody doesn't, you have another book there. Do you have the other book? A limb for limb. A limb for limb. Just so you all know, the hundred year old oak tree that changed my life that turned me into an author. There you go. Uh, yep. just, just a quick note on that. I talking to Carl is that he were you cutting the tree down or something? And it, it was a big branch for a neighbor, big branch on a hundred year old oak tree. So the hundred year old oak tree tried to take back out of his limb and stole his big toe. And he yep. has to go and rehab for what a year or so. Get back and uh, it took me a good the... four or five months to get to get back to where I could work, and that was right, literally as the P word occurred in 2020 and yeah. in January. So yeah, I was off the majority of almost an entire year as a result of of the injury. That's kind of where the that's kind of where the whole goal setting book and everything was created, also because the first book I wrote during my in, during my recovery was a limb for limb which was extremely therapeutic and helpful. And then secondly was now I'm looking at six, almost six figures of debt and how am I going to get out of this? And of course you need to have goals <laughs> to beat down a mess like that. Well, that I think, didn't you also say you applied your, your own goal setting to quit smoking too? Yes, I did. So of some of those things that you talked about, how did you apply that like in a daily goal or a longer goal? Did you use any of those techniques as a daily goal to quit smoking? 
interestingly enough, I did I used reverse engineering okay. on the on the on the cigarettes. I I literally I got myself a little spiral, one of those little spiral notebooks, pocket mm-hmm. notebook. Mm-hmm. And I wrote on day one, in 60 days, I quit smoking. Okay. And then in 59 days, I quit smoking. And actually, let me let me back up a little further. I actually started with, with 60 days. And every cigarette that I smoked during the day, I wrote down the time and I quit smoking. And as I sat there smoking that cigarette, I had a conversation with myself. Why am I still doing this? And what happened was the I was never like over a pack a day all my life, never mostly about a half a pack or so. So it was a little probably easier for me to to do it. And of course, 60 something thousand in debt all of a sudden, it was also easier to figure out. <laughs> it always helps, right? Yeah, because I was smoking the good cigarettes, American Spirit, that were moving up to about $10 a pack. So so I literally had a conversation with myself with each cigarette that I had over the course of the day. And every time I wrote down at 8.05 a.m. on Tuesday, I quit smoking. At mm-hmm. at 9.45 on Tuesday, I quit smoking. And I got within the last, about the last 10 days, and I switched gears and I bought two packs of cigarettes. And now I put in 60 cigarettes I'm quitting in 59, in 58. And I literally quit on a Sunday morning at like 10 o'clock was my last cigarette. Okay. And okay. Sunday typically for me is a is a casual day of maybe a nice cocktail or two around noon, one, two o'clock. And, you know, then if there's something good to watch or some activity, a couple of beers, whatever. And that's one of the hardest things to do is not smoke when you're drinking. So, yeah. So literally it put them away at 11 o'clock in the morning and made it all the way through Sunday. Uh, and I really, I, I walked away and never looked back at them. Well, that's great. Did, uh, so it's kind of interesting you say that. So in the process, and I'm kind of relating it to, to what we do in the agile world and just in general, is that you actually changed your metrics and how you were measuring yourself as you went through the process. Because sounds like you decided you want to get even more fine-tuned on how you're measuring your success. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I touched on that a little bit earlier when we talked about, well, there's two different ways. You, you take you take beginning point and end point. Mm-hmm. You find the middle point And you say, okay, in order for me to be here from here, I have to be at least here by this time. Right. And then you have to go from there. And, and again, you can either reverse engineer or forward engineer it. But then you split that time again. And that's when you start saying, okay, so that means in the next five days, I have to accomplish these five things or these 10 things. And back to that multiple goals per day, you'll find, especially again, these projects are a little foreign to me, what you're talking about. I've seen some of the flow charts and things like that that I've seen online, um, you're going to find that potentially two or three of those five items that you want to get done in five days are are symbiotic with each other. So in theory, you're actually moving three, you're moving the pegs on three different things at one time. Mm -hmm. And that's why it is okay to do multiple goals at a time, provided that you don't get lost in and in overwhelm because 
again, the mind is the one that gives you the most trouble anytime because it's going to start saying, this is too hard. You're never going to do this. This isn't going to work. You've right. been told all your life, this is never going to work. What makes you think you're going to be able to do it today? And it's the chatter that, that to me is the majority of the challenge that most people have in achieving goals. Okay. Does anybody else have any questions about goal setting for Carl? I know I can ask another question. Everybody knows me. I've asked a million questions, but. Well, I love it. I'm, I love the conversation. Okay. You got John joined late. John Knight, how are you? And then uh, Vivian, you got any questions? Don't forget, you got to hit the unmute button if you want to talk. <laughs> yeah, that's another part of this. It's all part of the practice, right? Make sure everyone's good on that. Um, this has been really good. I mean, I don't really have any questions. It's just, you know, some of the goal for the day, that's something Greg and I did for a little while. You know, we called each other at five o'clock in the morning and, you know, we text each other at five o'clock in the morning and set our goals for the day. And, you know, I would text him my goals for the day each morning, you know, told him, hey, thank you for your text or whatever. My goal this morning is to do this, this and this. And it was really good. I, I mean, I think it was because it was it was like a journal and it was helping as accountability as well. So that's yeah, that's something that I that I don't touch on too much that's a great question by or a great comment commentary rob appreciate that uh it's something i don't really touch on too much with the goal setting simplified concept because again i'm trying i'm trying to at least get people to create the habit and get an understanding of how to make it how to make it move forward for themselves and in goal setting mastery of course accountability and accountability partner we've all heard a thousand times. I mean, that's not just in goal setting. That's in anything, anything that you want to achieve in life. If you have somebody else that you have to answer to or report to, you're going to do, you're going to do more than if you just working on your own with no supervision. Okay. So I, I had, Jerry had a question, then Vivian. Uh, let Vivian go. I, I let right. Vivian go and then I'll ask. All right, Vivian, go, go ahead. You're, you're, Okay. Hi, everyone. Hey. Okay, so I have a question. When you set a goal and you can't, you're trying to uh, like achieve your goals daily, but constantly you get like back, you get um sort of like um a setback every time. So one of my goals this year is to like um apply for about maybe ten jobs a day and do some other stuff. But you come back the next day, you're getting like, oh no, like refusal. How do you like continue to navigate, um, keeping the mindset of, okay, yeah, I need to continue applying to like get the right job or the right fit for me. So how do you manage that? Or how do you get yourself in a space where you constantly get setbacks after setbacks in, in order to achieve your goals? Um, wow, that's really that's really awesome. Um, let me just let me just kind of reiterate and clarify. So what you're saying is you're doing your best to reach out to 10 people per day until you find that dream job or this job that you're that you're looking to better yourself with, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And what you're yeah. finding is you're getting 10 no's. Are you getting any, well, I'm yes, I'm interested. Are you getting any kind of positive feedback? Uh, in your well, 
sulfur has been probably like seven nodes and three nothing. So so it's just it just it continues like continual setbacks, like every day you're doing the same thing over and over again for how how to now manage it to tell yourself, okay, regardless of whatever it is, I have to keep going and not feel um not feel down when you continue to get like setbacks in achieving the goals. Yeah. There's something something that might help a little bit with this is and again it's hard to say not knowing the the field or whatever it is that you're pursuing but you you just had mentioned that seven definite no's and three people i think you kind of said you get you got didn't even get a no you got nothing no feedback no reply no anything if let's just let's just call it 10 people and one person gives you some kind of positive feedback well, now you know as you're approaching number seven, number eight, and number nine, where they're saying no, you can start getting excited because you know there's a yes coming, or at least a maybe, or a not now. Um, and just if you if you are devoting yourself to making ten contacts per day, then you should be rewarding yourself just for just for doing that because. That's a feat. That's a feat in itself, especially as you said, when you have to kind of pick yourself up and dust yourself off after each one. I've I've been through many many challenges in my life where I've had to pick myself up and dust myself off. So, um, am I am I shedding any light? Am I helping at all with this? Is there yeah? Is there more you yes, want to ask me to help clarify this a little better? No. Yes, you are. You already did. Does Does anybody else also? I got a point too. Um, Vivian, one of the things it doesn't hurt to ask if they said no to go back and ask them is there anything they were looking for that may have helped or something or or something specific too that you okay. can adapt. Don't hesitate to go. I mean, they already said no. So if you ask them if they have any feedback they can give you, some HR places won't let them per se, but it doesn't hurt to go back and ask, right? Okay. That yeah, might help out a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a brilliant point. And you know, again, that's just there's an interesting one if they're if they're I like to call it hee hawing or wee lawing. They're ah, ah, ah. there's an interesting little question you can say, well, what's left to decide? Because then you're kind of putting them on the spot. Then they're gonna have to answer, well, we've got six other people we're gonna interview in the next two days. Uh, we're really not sure that you fit. And that's what Greg just said was brilliant. You could say, well, why exactly am I not a fit? Because as he said, if they're already at the at the threshold of a no, you've got everything to gain and nothing to lose by picking their brain a little bit. And and sometimes you'd be surprised that sometimes you may find that it could actually shift gears and and reopen the door or at least open in another crack where they may say, you know, let me discuss this with my manager or my team and let's get back, let me get back to you on this because they're now at least seeing that you have the initiative and the and the strength to stand up for yourself and ask the why. Make sense? Yeah, it does for me. Um, and also, Vivian, one of the things you might um, 
if you want, since you're our member of the meetup and all, you can always join my um our Slack channel at the 5 a.m. Scrum. It's free for anybody who's a member of the meetup. So you can ask more questions too as you're going through your job search. Okay, um, great. Yeah, no problem. Um, and Jerry. Yeah, question. Um when uh, we get to our favorite time of the year, January 1st, <laughs> and uh, everyone's thinking, you know, goals for the year, and it, it almost becomes like, you know, the kiss of death. What, what is it that uh, prevents people, you know, that, from accomplishing them? Is, is the goal maybe too big? Maybe they didn't plan right. They don't have a vision. You know, everyone gets so excited. Uh, setting goals and like hitting the gym and starting that diet and then it's like a month later it just fell by the wayside like what what are, what can we learn from that yeah uh, that's that's absolutely fabulous um something that i kind of begin promoting within my just within my facebook page uh because i have a good bit of followers there and i've just launched a new group that is actually called goal setters and go-getters which uh, Greg will be able to refer you over to there and invite you into the group if it's something that makes sense for you. Um, I I kind of start in the middle of December telling people, don't set New Year's resolutions. Set goals. Because everybody, you, what you were just talking about, everybody's like, oh my God, it's January 1. I'm going to go back to the gym and I'm going to lose 10 pounds this month. And they say it and they don't mean it. And three days, their body hurts, and day four, they're done. Now, it again goes back to the concept of clearly defined, written, and executed goals. Now, you could you could take a piece of paper and write one year from now and think about 10 obtainable and profound ideas, goals that you want to have for one year from now. And you can close that book and put it in a drawer. And a year from now, you might open it up and find out you achieved three of those goals. Because even just as simple as saying it, writing, writing it down once can, can put things into motion to make that change. So again, most, most people that's, that say they're setting goals aren't setting goals. They're just, they're just pipe dreaming. They're, they're, they're putting out to the, you know, people think, oh, you just put it out to the cosmos, put it out there to the universe and the universe will answer and it will affirm and I will attract it. And, you know, if the, if the law of attraction was really that powerful, we'd all would have won the lottery and we wouldn't be having this conversation because we'd all be multi-multi-millionaires because that's what we wished for. Um, so, yeah, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, and again, a, a unattainable is the other one. You know, you can't be making 50 grand a year and write a goal that says, I'm going to make a million dollars in the next 12 months. Your brain is going to say no way from day one. You can be making $50,000 a year and say, I'm going to be making 75 next year. That's something you can do. You might find out that you make 85 or 100. And then next year you can go, wow, I almost I almost doubled. Let's try that again. Uh, but but yeah, it, it, again, again, back to the idea and the concept of goal setting simplifies. I'm, I, you know, the, the old phrase, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And the the other one is always eat the frog first, you know. So the 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 hardest goal, the the biggest hairy monster of the day, is the one you should be tackling first and foremost every day. 
And what most people do is they come up with this concept of this idea and they go after what's what takes the least amount of effort on their part. And then they don't understand why nothing worked. Does that help? Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Sure. Hey, Carl, one of the thoughts um, that kind of generated my mind was you mentioned a couple things there. One, make it a goal, don't make it a resolution, right? And then one of the things I've heard in the past is, and there's a lot of planners in this group, <laughs> a lot of a lot of old project managers became scrub masters or something like that. And someone had mentioned that if you're going to make a goal, you got to make a plan to achieve that goal. So just the idea of just making that resolution isn't enough. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely not enough. <laughs> right. So you got to make a plan to achieve that resolution or goal. And if you don't make that effort to plan that out, and like maybe what you said is reverse it from, okay, come September, I want to you know lose 10 pounds or I want to learn a new piece of software or whatever. Okay, so what do you need to do backwards from that um, and, and plan that way maybe? Yes, re reverse engineering it. Um, you know, we've all heard the phrase mind mapping. Yeah. Mind mapping is used in, in such a, su such a broad terminology nowadays, once again, in order to sit down and write a book properly, you should mind map. You should say, okay, here's the end result. Here's all the things that need to be accomplished in order to make this happen. And you start with a center point and you work and you go out for it. And then once you go out to here, it's like, okay, well, how am I going to get these things done? It's sort of yeah. flow charts. It, as I said, I've some almost everything I've seen on Agile and Scrum, as far as any kind of images on the internet, is all, you know, like a funnel. I mean, it, yeah. it, you know, anybody that's in the sales world in, in the internet uses a funnel yeah. where, hey, get my get my free 12 steps on how to simplify your goal setting. Click here. Oh, thanks so much for, here's your free thing. By the way, would you like my book? It's only $29.99. Oh, wow, you love my book. How would you like some coaching? It's $4.99. That's a, that's a funnel or a, or a flow chart. So yeah, it's, it really has to be, has to be mapped out or, or and, and broken change, down right? into bite-sized pieces. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked what you said earlier too. Um, when you when you make your 12 you look at what's the most important or what we would call most valuable right and then maybe something that's a quick return which we also do that calculations uh now we'll use the word safe safe likes to talk about time of money the time value of money and mm -hmm. do you do things that's going to deliver two years from now or you deliver some stuff now that's going to re result in a revenue for the company, right? And when you said you could do multiple things, I think it'd be good to say to your team or whoever, take one of each. If you got a big return, it's gonna take six months to do, fine, but also do something that's gonna be a month return or something or a couple sprints that you can show that you're getting there and you can get some happiness out of that maybe. Absolutely. That's that's again the the idea of of increasing the confidence and and helping to train the brain to understand that yes, I really can do this. 
Oh, that's and a great point. Training the brain that yes, you can achieve your goal. So make a couple of small goals that says it's doable. I can do this. Yes. And, and maybe that's yes. part of why everyone has a resolution issue because they've made all these resolutions over years, never achieved any of those resolutions. So their brain is like, well, why you bother do it? You're just not going to achieve it. Yeah. So maybe we should yeah. make small little resolutions at the beginning of the year, small little things. Yeah. And how does, how does a dog learn to sit? Treats. Yeah. Treats. <laughs> true. That is true. After you, after you finally teach it how to sit, then you yeah. teach it to give you your paw. And yeah. what's it get for that? It gets treats. Okay. So the, oh. so the dog's brain is saying, well, if I follow this instruction and I achieve this, I get treats. Okay. Well, that's why I said even earlier, if you're like a, if you like an apple or you like a candy bar, whatever your poison is, you know, but find something simple, something that you don't typically reward yourself with and reward yourself because it's it's ingrained in our DNA that, that the pat on the back goes a long way. And you're so long in the because I, yeah, I we would, have to I, pat ourselves on the back from time to time. That's that's where we all suffer the most is we don't. We're so busy giving grat gratification to everybody else that we forget that we're supposed to start with gratitude to ourselves. If you're grateful for yourself, the rest of it gets much easier. You know, and that's a challenge, I think, as coaches or scrum masters in our in the scrum world myself is maybe it'd be a good idea to challenge the team well pick something that you can achieve that you'll feel good about in a short period of time you know it doesn't have to be grand plan done grand scheme revamp the whole thing take over to, you know pick something that that you can you can feel good about so i like that absolutely, absolutely. i like that um so we're getting towards the end is there any last minute questions or anything or things that anybody would have um, I want to invite Carl to one show your books, talk about how they people can get in contact with you, and and definitely if you want Carl back, talk about some ideas. You're always more welcome back, Carl. Yeah. So go ahead and show your books that sure. you have. Anybody's interested? Yeah. So you, Carl Freiberg, as you see on the screen, I'm Carl with a K and F R Y B U R G. My name is extremely unique. Um, if you Google me, these these both these are both up on Amazon. But as I said today, we did this yesterday. It's like which hand? Because <laughs> everybody's backwards on. So goal setting simplified. Now you're not going to get this beautiful, pretty, pretty colorful copy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna send Greg. I'm gonna send to you, or you can email me, and I'll send it out directly to everybody. Um, a digital copy of the of the book. And what I've also done was I took I took the book and in the back, um, we just it's kind of hard because we're on it. It's a little blurry, but so each of the homework assignments has some lines on the page where you can come in and fill in fill in your notes. Okay. What I did was I took I made an eight and a half by eleven just black and white. I took all the pictures and everything out, so I made literally a printable PDF of the workbook of the the workbook itself. Mm -hmm. So you can you can enjoy the the nice colorful book, which is that's how it's going to come as the PDF, but you don't have to write in it and you don't have to pay a small fortune to print a bunch of colored photographs on something you're going to scribble goals and such on. So um my course, you know, my course is 247, which is 
it's about a thousand dollars worth of value. Uh, it's again, it's it's kind of what I just told you, except you get I mail you an autographed copy of the book. You get the automatic download instantly, and then about ten to fifteen days when you feel that you've gone through, completed the course to the point that you have your goals written down and you've done the work, then we get on a one-on-one -on -one Zoom for 45 to 90 minutes. Everybody's different. Some people I've had, I've been done with them 30 minutes and I've had to coax them into staying a little longer. And other people, it's like an hour and a half and we're still going strong. Mm -hmm. um, and I record that and then send you the digital copy of it as well. So that's that's like myself from stage thing that I do. I mean, again, it's, you know, it, everybody knows the whole story. It's $795 value, this 447. But if you get it today, it's 247. Well, right now yeah. it's always 247. I can't really go less because God forbid 50 people buy it. That means 10 weeks from now, I have to have 50 hours to get on Zoom yeah. in a week's time. And yeah. I don't have 50 hours. So yeah. You know, um, I had somebody so, offer me that they said, they said, if I buy 10, how about if I, how about if I get, make it $99, if I can tell you, I can get 20 people to join it. It's like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so can people, they can reach out to me or you can re definitely send it. I'll share it to the group, but people could connect with you maybe on LinkedIn, do a connection I'm on with you, I'm on LinkedIn. you know, and then send you a message. Hey, Carl, I saw your presentation. I really would like a copy of your PDF for your, your goal setting yes. book or something like that. Fa and then Facebook is Facebook is where I spend the most of my time. I'm shifting over to LinkedIn, which you and I are going to have more conversations about because I know you're becoming a superstar over there in that space. And uh, well. at, at Carl Freiberg at gmail.com. Okay. Or carlfreiberg.com. Okay. Just send a yeah. message. Yeah. I can, I mean, I can put it in the chat or you can just email it out to, you know, with your group and as, and something that Greg and I are also working together on and talking about is I'm going to begin publishing a monthly newsletter. Okay. And that's something I'm going to be offering up to your family and your group as well. Good. I'll, um, definitely going to, um, post it up and, uh, I got a comment here on, YouTube, just make sure. Got, I guess I got a clap here. I went back to uh, Dakota Day. So just, they said hello. They're on YouTube. As you are doing this, we are broadcasting live in Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. So, mm -hmm. so sometimes I can respond, but they said hello, but thank you. We're, we're down at the end. Um, Carl is putting out I mean, I can do that. Hold on, Carl. Let me. Yeah, I have to send them directly to you because it's not open. So they're both there for you. Yeah, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to say, can I send this to you? And thanks a lot. Okay, so I'm going to put this in the message. I'm going to message everyone in the meeting. And I'll put that out. So if anybody wants his email, and his website, put the message out to everyone on our our um, Zoom call. So you got mm -hmm. that, but I'll, I'll post it too. I'll post it in the, in the notes for the group and everything like that. If they want to get a copy and remind them 
and then you could send me or I, I could send it to them direct or whatever way because that way they'll have the contact they think they all have my connection <laughs> yeah. everyone knows i watch it watch I mean, i've got it as long as everybody's you know has well you should have access to gmail or to google drive even if you don't have a gmail account but yeah i typically put them up as links on there but i i actually have a document that has all of it in one document that has all the all the that might be in. good too to share just that one pager like yeah, here's I'll your one pager give it a shot and if you want reach out to carl and maybe you can set up a little session and and see if you want to go further and get um carl's coaching on laying all that stuff out so with that i want to thank you carl for coming everyone thanks for joining our meetup group i know it's always tough to be in everyone's meetup group and everything like that um but i want to thank you all uh and i guess you all have a great day and i want to thank you all too it's been a pleasure speaking with you all i really enjoyed interacting and uh Looking forward to doing this with you all in the future. Okay. Thank you. And thanks for the book. You're quite welcome. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Okay. All right, Carl. I'll reach out to you later. I got to go see my son play his uh, hockey game. That's right. What's left of it. My boss has been blowing my phone up the whole time, so I got to go, too. <laughs> Hope you didn't sink a yacht, man. All right, take bye care. Now. All right, bye. Thank you. It was really fun. appreciate you.